Hello, welcome to PR Oddcast. I'm Kirsty. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Eve. And today we are talking relationships. That makes it sound a bit like an episode of Jeremy Kyle. But <laughs> Definitely not Jeremy Kyle. Not Jeremy Kyle. Talking about the good kind of relationships. Yeah. Um, but before then, we'll just have a bit of a recap of what we've been up to this last month. We went to ComsCom, which was great. We managed to not miss our train to London, which we have been known to be standing on the wrong platform. Um, and it was really lively event. There was a lot of thought-provoking stuff. There were some really good bits. There was a bit that I thought was not so good, but we can talk a little bit more about that. It's then, relevant, actually. Yeah, it? it is relevant because it is about relationships and, and how they work. But, yeah, I, that's, I think that's the most interesting thing I've done this last month. Me too. Um, as a very important business person, um, I've done a couple of things, um, some networking, um, again, relationships building there. Um, and what else did I do? Um, I went to a session about the importance of keeping lots of cash in oh, your business. Yes. And now you've stopped um, spending all the money. Now I've stopped everybody <laughs> spending any money at all, just to make sure that we are a sound business and we, um, we're planning ahead financially. Um, which I walk. think we were doing anyway but it's always nice to have a recap isn't but you're it? now walking and, uh, around the office shouting cash is king every time we want <laughs> yes, to buy anything cash is king <laughs> the gin budget is gone yeah, uh, yeah our fun try, budget yeah I tried to cut the fun budget <laughs> oh I did go to the White Rose Awards as well oh yeah, she about did. that that was really good that yeah, was a really did. good event and um, yeah it was nice that I went with Grim & Co a charity that we were involved with and they won an award so that was lovely and it was a it was a really good event. Sometimes these events can go on a bit long and can be a bit dull, but it was a really lively one. Um, and yeah, it was really nice. It's the start of award season, so we can come get to the end of December and compare yeah. which, which which award ceremonies are the best. That ones. was the first one of the <laughs> there's a long line of things now. So <laughs> it was that careful dress recycling, right? Have I worn this dress to these awards before? Because cash is king and I won't go yes, and buy any new ones. No. New ones. <laughs> no. And talking of awards, we're off to some awards next week aren't yeah. we for ourselves the national business women's awards yeah national women right? business awards yes. yeah which yes. is brilliant it's at wembley isn't it it is at wembley Q mad dash across london yeah dash across london so it must <laughs> be flat, flat shoes must be flat flat shoes <laughs> so wish us luck on that yeah mm. it'll be exciting so relationships then that's what our business is about i know there's a lot of People talk about the different skills that you need in PR and don't get me wrong, the skills are very important and more so now as things change digitally and yes, you need to be a good writer and yes, you need to be talented at this and talented at that. But the bit that I think you can't teach somebody is the being good at relationships. You either have that or you don't. I think it's very difficult to teach somebody um, those kind of skills. But for me, our whole business is built on the strength of our relationships and that's relationships with clients relationships with the media relationships with each other relationships with the industry absolutely it makes such a difference if you've got a good relationship with the client and can pick up the phone and have an honest conversation with them um and the same with the media when you can pick up the phone to a journalist and have a chat with them yeah. it makes a huge difference doesn't it and i think when you look and like we have done like particularly recently had a good look at who our clients are and where they came from the vast majority are in the word of mouth camp and I'd say that that stands true for the three years we've been in business yeah. really um it's it's those people that we've known along the way who have come back for more <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
which must mean that you do something right, yeah, which yeah. is great. I mean, just before we sat down to do this, I shouted across the office and said, oh, I've just had an email from a client that had moved on somewhere else. Um, they've got their own PR team there and we totally get that and would never be the kind of business that are saying, oh, take us with you, take us with you. We get, we get that there's things in place. But their PR agency that they're using must not offer the service to do with that they're looking for with crisis management. So they've just come back to us to talk to us about that particular element of service. And that's because we've got a really good relationship with them and they know that we were honest. And I think that's a good part of the relationship is we'll tell them when things won't work. We are very, very honest um, and we, they know that we can deliver and that we'll deliver what we say we will. And we all know that we love a bit of crisis management at Sidekick mm -hmm. PR. We do. <laughs> we do. I think one of the other things that, particularly at the minute, with all the changes in the press, is, is the relationship with the press. It's, mm -hmm. it's much less of a... It's not such a big part of our role as it used to be, I think, the media relations side of things. And I think we've mentioned that in the past, that things have changed a heck of a lot. But it's still very important to have those strong relationships. And because of the nature of our clients, because of where our clients are located, it's no longer, that's no longer just within the locality of where the office is. That, that doesn't wash anymore. It's great that we can pick the phone up to the local media and that we know the people at the Yorkshire Post, we know the people at the Star, but our clients are based up and down the country, so we've had to build those relationships. And I think that was one of the interesting parts of ComsCom, wasn't it? It was the journalists talking about how important the relationships yeah, are. Yeah, and that familiar, familiar, God. familiarity. <laughs> I haven't had a coffee yet. <laughs> um, but that makes such a difference. And if they know you and if they know that you deliver good content to them, then they will naturally come to you more. And I think we've, particularly in kind of the trade press area, that we've built up good relationships in there so that journalists that work for certain publications know us, know the clients we work with and know that they're going to get good content. Yeah, and I think that is easy because I do think if someone said to me kind of like challenges of your role now, now, I would put media relations down on that list because I think it's so much it's so much harder now to build the relationships with journalists because there's not as many of them. Yes. They're busier, blah de blah de blah. And I think it works better for trade because if you can build yourself a good relationship and they know they can come to you for good information and you're in a particular sector, they'll come back time after time but if you're perhaps doing a campaign in a certain area of the country when it's one-offs yeah. or projects it, it is more difficult it nowadays is. to be able to to get those get those relationships it's still important it has to be done but it's just not as easy mm. at all I found that we've seemed to have built more relationships with a lot of freelance journalists as well yeah. recently I think in terms of some of the national campaigns that we've been doing it's been easier to build a relationship with a freelancer who will then sell into one of the nationals than to actually get that relationship with the nationals because like you said there's fewer of them gone not well not gone other days but there's fewer opportunities now to go and take a journalist out for lunch and they were talking about that weren't they at the event and saying it used to be that a PR would ring up and say oh can I take you for lunch and chat about this and be yes 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 but they don't have the time now no more often than not they're juggling about three different job titles and um at ComsCon the journalist I think was from the mirror wasn't mm -hmm. she and she said she just turns her phone off yeah. until midday and I think she said, I'm sure it was about 98,000 unread emails in her inbox. Sounds like you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I thought when she Mine said Mine are all it. read, they're just not filed. <laughs> to clarify, that's Kirsty. Yeah, not me. I can't go to sleep if mine's got more than 10 in it. <laughs> yeah. I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> 98,000 emails. 90, yeah. So you're just, as PR people, we're trying to kind of pierce through that 
and get their attention. And if you think about the wealth of stuff they've got there, mm. it's huge, isn't it? It is. It is a real challenge. And a lot of them were saying things like, oh, yeah, if it's somebody that I know really well, then they'll WhatsApp me and I know to read it, so I'm not sifting through. But it's getting that relationship there in the first place. And we do have some good success when we've run some of these national campaigns for clients and we've obviously delivered what, exactly what the journalists wanted and packaged it all up. We then can build on that, can't we? But like you said, unless you're doing it regularly... Um, it does make it more difficult because people do move on quite a lot. Yeah, they do. There's a lot of like changes in the industry and you think you've um, made a good contact. Then it's, oh, they've left. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of back to square one. But but hopefully, like you were saying before, if they've moved on somewhere else, so it's on the media side, well, they'll remember you if yes, you've been a definitely. Like, trusted partner in the past that they will you know, come back to you. But it is nice and those relationships make a big difference. So they'll know that you know that when they've got a gap or something, they might they'll come to you rather than just waiting for you to be sending them something. There's quite quite often we'll get a call saying, um, have you got anything about this or can you get somebody to speak about that for me? And often often I always laugh because it's people that aren't even our clients that they wanted us to put them in touch with, but they know that we've got the wherewithal to make it happen. So you do end up putting people in touch with people and actually it's of no benefit whatsoever to the business. But you you know you can you're able to do it and sometimes you can help by opening those doors. But I think it it goes a long way. And I always go back to the days when I always think of the health reporter of the Star of many years ago, who when you send your stories out, she was always the one that came back and said thank you every single time. And I know people are busy, but thank you does go a long way. So she was always the one that then, when I'd got an exclusive medical breakthrough story, I'd just ring her and it was all down to those thank yous and those thank yous make her big difference and help towards that building of that relationship and I know not everyone's got the time and they might not even want your press release if you've not targeted it well so no I'm not saying that everybody should send you an email back saying thank you but if it's something that they thank can you use rubbish press release. and it's and it's beneficial to them then it it doesn't hurt does it and it does go a long way um it, it is interesting and there's obviously been all the stuff in the press over the last few weeks about Johnson Press and that's quite worrying because we, we need a local press we need it to be here um and like they've said, I bet they've had an upturn in sales because I think people started to panic, actually, and, and recognise the need for the local newspaper. But straight away, I personally emailed quite a few of the journalists that I know that I've worked with for other years because it's worrying and you just think, well, they'll have had a right weekend of worry and panic. And um, it was nice to see on Twitter them saying that they'd had lots of people contacting them and, and saying that. But again, that's, that wasn't for any calculated reason other than a genuine, you've got a relationship with these people and you want them to be okay and you want to know that it's okay quite often that I think that does happen like you form friendships don't you with yeah with journalists with clients sometimes yeah. um one of my closest friends used to be a client yeah and then yeah and you don't know where down the line you're going to run back into people as well so it's always worth being nice it is it is I think you had a we had an interesting conversation didn't we about a client that you'd worked with quite some years ago who the person hadn't been particularly nice towards the agency. No, and then had got back in touch to ask for work. Yeah, when they'd left. And it's interesting to see how you are from the client side because if you've not got that good relationship from the client side with them and then they want something from you later on down the line, it's not gonna it's not gonna work, is it? Because well, you remember that. There's no harm in being nice, is no, it? No, it doesn't cost anything, does it, to be <laughs> nice? And it, it is good to have good relationships. It makes you want to come to work because, and you, and you want to do a good job for people because you've got those good, strong relationships. And I think we've built ourselves, built the agency on that, haven't we? And if we've been working with somebody and we could see it's not a good fit, 
we've, we've stopped doing it because it's got to be a good fit from both sides and you've got to enjoy what you're doing. It makes life so much easier, well, doesn't it? There was that blog that I think I shared with you both the other week and one of the points was about how, as a PR agency, you really, really want your clients to succeed. Like, yes. yeah. genuinely, everything we do is for them to succeed. Yeah. So, But we're lucky we have got nice clients. We've got nice clients, which means that we'll have lots of Christmas do's to go to <laughs> and lots of Christmas <laughs> events. I think it comes across, though, whenever we pitch or, you know, we're involved in those very first client meetings, I think our style comes across quite early on. Yeah. And I think they know and can tell by that first meeting whether we're going to fit for them. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember, I was, t- I was talking to somebody about this only a week ago, in the last, somebody I've seen within the last week, and I was saying they'd, they'd see maybe three or four agencies and people will pretty much say similar things to what the, to their approach to it. But I said it, it, it's often down to that instant, can I work with these people, do I like them, yeah. am I going to be able to get on with them? And I can't remember who on earth it was that I was having this conversation with, but that, that's exactly what we were saying. And I said, and the agency will get the same feel. Now some agencies, sadly have a different business approach and we'll just go for the business and it doesn't actually matter for them whether it meets what what they're about I mean we have our little our checklist our checklist in our head don't we that does it does it meet our values and is it going to be fun are we going to enjoy it can we deliver it um um we we make sure that we go through that with each client in mind but not everybody does and you can see then and sometimes you get clients coming to you and saying we've not had a great relationship with our PR team and that's probably because they've taken the wrong PR team on for them yeah not anything that the PR team's done wrong it's just that they're not a good fit it makes such a huge difference I think to the results you can get to how everybody just feels working together um and I think we've all been on both sides of the yeah of the coin is that the same (laughs) with that I thought that was gonna be one of your Isle of Man sayings then that was gonna go Both sides of the fairy bridge. <laughs> I might start using that. <laughs> but no, it does. It makes a huge difference. It does. It does. It's and it's so important to us. And you can see when it goes well, and you can see when it when it doesn't. So it's vital. I think that's the most important skill that we've got is the relationship building one. Should we take a break then? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll be back soon. Bye. Okay. So welcome back to PR Oddcast. We have been handed some questions by our producer, Connor, um, which I'm going to spring on the other two now, all about relationships. So I'll put you both on the spot. So number one, how do you start a relationship with a journalist? It's not easy sometimes because it depends on the journalist as well. You get some journalists who are very open to the idea that PR is here to help and... uh, happy to talk to you and you get some who absolutely still hate the PR industry because they think mistakenly that you're there to block them from getting what they want so if you've got the former it's much easier because you've got somebody that's willing and open to the idea and you start the relationship just by being nice you're ringing up you want something from them but you're offering them something in return and that's what relationships are all about isn't it and if you're honest and you're open and you're not promising the moon on a stick or you're not trying to stop them from getting something but you're just being good at your job, then it helps to start that relationship and keep it going. So I um, had 
the local TV station came down recently to an arts event that we'd got on. They couldn't come on the day we were doing something. They came a few days later. I made sure that I sent an email straight afterwards when I'd watched it to say thanks. Particularly liked this bit. It was great. Got one back saying no problem at all. It's just little things like that. So you don't just want them for something and then that's it. It's done. It's about... We say thank you as well and yeah. and say, oh, I'll let you know when the next thing's happening or this might be up your street, something like that. I do think sometimes as well, being true to yourself, because there are times, aren't there, when it's not always easy dealing with a journalist, mm. particularly when you don't think they're right or but you know you want something out of them and, and it's all, it can be quite um, quite tricky to manage. But I think sometimes getting them to respect you doing your job yeah. well actually goes goes a long way without crossing the line of being rude or arrogant or getting into a shouty match or something but just being able to like being honest about a situation or pushing back a bit um and not just kind of being walked all over completely yeah I think about being clear about what what you want from the relationship as well yeah so sometimes I have approached for example a travel client and said we work with x number of hotels and then you just you're not saying a specific opportunity you're just introducing yourself so then in future it, yeah. it, you've already made that contact yeah. when you do go and ask for something ready for number two how do you manage that push-pull relationship where you want to promote your client to journalists but you don't want to bother them too much i think that's about that's about the client relationship to me, that rather than the journalist relationship, because that's about yes, being realistic, being realistic and what? not saying, "Oh yeah. yes, we'll do this for you." Yes, we'll do that that's for you. If you true. know that it's too much, so for example, Saturation if you're working the... with a client that's got the, their main target that they want to reach is the the weekly newspaper, and they've got four editions a month, and they're wanting you to put twenty eight stories. It's about being realistic yeah. and saying. It's got to be relevant what you're doing because then you're not bother. You don't, it's not you're not bothering journalists then yeah. unnecessarily. Are you? Yeah, you're going it should to be with, news. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should only be bothering journalists with something that is of interest yeah, to them that they're going to want to do, and that's that's what we do, isn't it? We yeah. when we've got something going on. So the event I was talking about that the that the local BBC came to, I knew that I would go to X amount of people, and they would all want to come to it because it was something exciting and it was relevant. If it wasn't, I wouldn't have put it to them. No, no. I think we are quite good at saying that, aren't we? Saying, no, no, it's not the right time, or try something different, or yeah, yeah. find yeah. a different yeah. approach. If it's not for the news, then it might be that's a fantastic idea. It's not newsworthy in that way, but let's use your social media channels to yeah. talk about it because you can say what you want on there with with some boundaries in place. <laughs> but you've got your own your own editor, aren't you? On that, yeah. so you make the decisions what goes out and when. Um, and you're not reliant on a newspaper that's already full of news and got things that are much more exciting going on. So it's about finding the right channel, I think. So in terms of then maintaining that relationship, how do you keep keep the relationship open? Do you just say hello every now and then or does every email have to contain a subject and then ask? No, I think it's no, open. I, I think, think it's open too. Yeah. Just um, keeping in touch is part of... A relationship otherwise it's not a relationship yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. there yeah. has to be some kind of like longer term yeah. thing involved <laughs> I think sometimes as well I mean Charlotte's particularly good at this like of finding out what is of interest 
to a journalist and sometimes there's funny little jokes that you have or there's someone who you know you know particularly likes gin or yeah and you're really yeah. good at like picking up oh I think you'd like that <laughs> oh. no I know what you mean I need to hear these jokes <laughs> yeah. no, but I think some of that's probably from going on press trips with people because yes. the more time you spend with people the more you yeah, get and you've to done know a few them, of them. If, you, if you've done those kind of things you've got a stronger relationship because you've sang karaoke at three o'clock in the morning in a German <laughs> bar or something but it's about listening to people as well and I think one of our clients is particularly good at this. I've watched her over the years listen to people in conversations and then she knows bits about them and she'll bring it back up and it makes yeah. people feel like you've got a good relationship with them if you know certain things about them. And I heard you on the phone this morning talking to somebody about the child going off on a trip and everything and it, it's those kind of niceties. Some people don't make the time for those and they are really yeah. important. Well, to be honest, I'm quite nosy as well. <laughs> That's why we do what we do. <laughs> So it doesn't, you know, that, that does it make that. It, it does come quite naturally just to find out what people are up to. Yeah. And so I it, think our science process, we've kind of streamlined that now, haven't we? So we to build to really more of those opportunities yeah. in and get to know people inside out. Okay, so finally then, as we're coming up to Christmas, what are our plans <laughs> to maintain relationships at Christmas? Well, I think for the last couple of years, we've sent an e-card. And I know technology is all about the e-cards and it's environmentally friendly to have an e-card. But I like a Christmas card. <laughs> so we've got Christmas cards this year, haven't we? We're sending Christmas cards. I do. I think it's nice to take the time and just write a little message to somebody in a card. Um, I know and I'm sorry about the trees and we'll have to maybe plant a tree or something to make us feel better. But I do think it's important. And then we look at the different things that we can do for clients, don't we? And and that's when it comes down to that getting to know them. So I know one of our clients doesn't like chocolate. So you can't go a blanket, let's go and buy a box of chocolates for everybody because one client doesn't like chocolate, one client likes red wine. And it's just, if you're going to be buying a gift, I think it's just about tailoring it to the personality. I don't think this one standard gift suits no. all works like well. Like a branded sidekick coffee cup or no. a branded sidekick Who wants coaster a branded or sidekick a coffee cup you don't do you? you'd rather have one that's got Personal. a message on that matches your personality yeah. and, and um, I think you are right when we come back round to just Christmas cards it is just that extra personal touch yeah just and it gives you more kind of capacity just to say to someone thank you very much for this particular yeah. thing or being this way or I've really enjoyed working on that campaign. It's been the best one we've done yet. It does give you a little bit more scope to be more personal rather than it just get clogged up in your 98,000 emails. Yes. <laughs> and I think the thing is as well, I know your cash is king and so you don't have to spend a fortune. It can, do, it can just be a little token but something nice. I used to have a client years ago who used to wind me up all the time saying, oh, we've had this letter through in a present from another PR agency and PR agencies are always sending us presents. And I used to say, well, that's good. My present to you is doing a good job. I'm not going to send you presents. <laughs> I used to I actually used to really wind to me up. I used to think, well, that's not the way to do it, is it? Buy your way into somebody's no. business. Your it's present is me. Job. Yeah, I am your present. <laughs> um, Everybody so... will get a framed photo. So yeah. <laughs> Put it on the fireplace and keep the kids Maybe away. Maybe we need to do that like royalty do. You know, like a, a family psychic yes. Christmas card and we're all lying in some like, really cheesy camera. Sure. You know, I think that would be brilliant. Oh, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> no, I think it's about knowing the clients and sending them just a little something nice to say that you're thinking about them and that you've had a nice year and that you've enjoyed working with them yeah. and that's what it's all about. And then onwards and upwards to better, stronger relationships in 2019. Yep. Here, here. Here, here. So that's it for 
this month's podcast. We'll be back in December just before Christmas with a bit of a roundup of the year so far, what we've been up to and maybe a few little surprises. Have I got to remember what's happened in the year? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think back to January, Charlotte. Get <laughs> my diary out. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.